The Good Samaritan mission of Jackson Hole is seeking assistance from local government officials to build a transitional family shelter in Teton County. The mission is asking for both special excise tax funding and town land so they can complete the project, which they say will provide vital human services infrastructure that doesn't currently exist locally. KHOL's Will Walkie talked with Bill Vogie, chair of the board of the Good Samaritan Mission, to learn more. Can you talk a little bit about what transitional housing is and why it's important for Jackson Hole? Yeah, um, Good Samaritan Mission has been operating for 40 years, and it provides a shelter for single men and single women, but it has never offered or been able to offer any type of shelter for families. So our project for the transitional housing is essentially a shelter for families, which most of the time means a mother and one, two, or three children. And it will allow a single mom and her children, when they find themselves without a home, to come to the housing on a transitional basis till they get their feet back on the ground, with the ultimate goal to return them to independent living, similar to what we do right now with the single men and women that visit our shelter. How long do people typically stay when they're, when they're at your current facility? At our current facility, it, uh, it ranges from a few days, uh, a fair number, several weeks, and for some, several months. Each time a person comes to our shelter, we try to find out what led them to become homeless. Because you can't solve a homeless situation until you get behind why are they homeless. And for some folks, uh, we have to provide them, get them professional training, help, uh, uh, counseling. Uh, for approximately 20, 25% of the men coming to shelter, they have alcohol or drug issues. And we uh, do not allow people uh, uh, to be at the mission that have an alcohol or, or drug issue. they got to be sober. But we do find them the professional help, uh, rehab, et cetera. In those situations, uh, they're at the mission usually longer, assuming they stay sober until they get their feet back on the ground. Some people are at the mission just because they lost their, their latest lease and they need a week or two to find a new place to stay. So it varies. Each case is unique, and our job is to try to get them so they return to independent living. And the same would be true with respect to our transitional housing. We're not building housing for families to show up for two or three years. We're building housing for the families to show up for us to assess what their needs are. And that usually is a health assessment, mental health assessment, financial assessment, and then try to work through the obstacles facing them that cause them to be homeless. I have a feeling a lot of listeners might say, hey, I know we have a housing problem in Jackson Hole. I don't necessarily feel like or I don't necessarily see every day that we have a homelessness issue in Jackson Hole. Can you just talk a little bit about, as someone who's working with this issue all the time, the prevalence of homelessness in Jackson Hole and how big of an issue it really is? Yeah. Uh, it, the uh, number of people, the number of families homeless in Teton County is unknown. There's not good data. We at the mission started about three years ago a survey of other nonprofits, the police department, uh, churches, others in the community. And we started asking the question, how familiar are you with uh, homeless families in Jackson or Teton County? How often are you seeing it? And we try to get our arms around it. And as we did that survey, 
uh, we came to a pretty quick conclusion that there is a big need. Now, what happens when a family becomes homeless? You don't see them. They move from place to place, night after night. Uh, sometimes they live with relatives in very, very overcrowded housing. Uh, there's several uh, people reported to me that a fair number of families have literally slept on the floor of teachers at Munger School. So actually finding the precise number of uh, families in Teton County that are homeless at any given time is extremely difficult. But the view of the Good Samaritan Mission is no family in Teton County um, should be homeless without shelter. No one should be living overnight in their car. And no one should be living with their family crowded in a living room of a teacher. We need, like most communities in America, a place for them to go to get back on their feet. Thank you. And so let's go to the proposal uh, that you at the Good Samaritan Mission are hoping that people can get on board with. Can you just outline a little bit of what you are trying to build and why it could help? Yeah. Um, we've determined that it would be ideal for Teton County if we could build approximately 30 units of shelter made up primarily of small two-bedrooms and small three-bedroom apartments. And that would be shelter for anyone that finds themselves out of a place to stay. Uh, recently, there was a fire and apartment development in uh, Jackson. In other communities with family shelters, instead of those five or six families scrambling to find a motel, a family shelter would be able to take them almost instantly. They could you know, get their lives back to order and find longer-term transitional housing. Um, but that's, that's what we're trying to build, is the, uh, essentially small apartment dwellings, uh, they'd be all together. We'd have our employees there 24-7, which is what we need to do to have a regulated family shelter. As part of that, it'd be more than transitional uh, housing. Usually when you find yourself homeless, you're one of the most vulnerable members of the community. Many times there's also food insecurity issues. Oftentimes there's job issues. Sometimes there's serious health issues. Uh, but we, we'll, we'll examine closely why are you homeless and start fixing each of the components of what caused the homelessness. And so that's the real difference between uh, just housing and what we're proposing. We're proposing transitional housing that's more than just housing. It's providing the support services that are necessary to get them back into independent living. Until they're in independent living, they cannot have a high self-esteem. It's clear all the data. The longer you live in the shelter, the lower your self-esteem. You, in order to get out of, uh, to return to good self-esteem, you must be living independently and in your own residence, whatever that is. Let's talk a little about the location. You're hoping to use town land for this. Why this location? So we had informal discussions with the town where there are other town parcels or county-owned parcels that might work for us. And in those discussions... 230 and 270 West Deloney came up, which is currently a, a, a parking lot operated by the town. We do not have the green light uh, to have that property. We have made a proposal with the hopes that the town would be agreeable. And the second part of your question is it's ideal. It's near a bus stop. It's near a bike lane. It's near a bank. It's near a grocery store. It's across from a park. And so if you look at all the criteria that typically go into choosing a location uh, for any type of uh, homeless shelter, family shelter, uh, et cetera, 
uh, it's a pretty ideal location. You're also hoping for $10 million in special excise tax funding. Can you talk a little bit about what that funding would go towards? Well, we currently have a very preliminary budget for this project of $19, $20 million. Um, and we've got multiple sources of funding we're looking at. Yes, SPET funding is one we're aspiring to have. And that would be partial, to partially cover the cost of this project. It isn't uh, the only funding. It, 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 we're looking at monies coming from the Wyoming Development uh, Community Development Authority, uh, a capital campaign, uh, and asking other nonprofits and foundations uh, to contribute. Uh, so it, the, the funding plan itself is in a very preliminary stage, but the SPET would be a, a meaningful part of what we need to build this project. I'm just curious, what's been the response so far from folks that you've been reaching out to about this project? It's incredible support. Uh, many other nonprofits have uh, come to us and said, it's about time, we need it. Uh, we have had informal conversations with members of the town council. We've had informal conversations with uh, the commissioners of Teton County. Thus far, the one thing that's not in dispute at all is the need for family housing. Uh, everyone agrees. Everyone knows of stories in the last couple years, uh, whether it be from the police department, from churches, from other nonprofits in town, of families without houses. And it's very difficult for the servants in this town, whether they be on the town council or the town staff or the police department, to find a family that doesn't have a home for the night and absolutely no place to take them other than perhaps a hotel or motel. You kind of just mentioned it. Um, you know, the town has to make choices with what to do with funding, what to do with SPED initiatives, and what to do with its land. I've been reading a lot of different proposals with different projects that people want to do with future funding. Can you just pitch a little bit of why this is important, why the town should choose this to fund and to really care about and, and put all of its effort towards? Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, I know I speak on behalf of the entire board of Good Samaritan Mission. There are many incredible projects um, facing the town council and the commissioners for SPET funding. We know we're not the only ones, and we know that our elected officials will need to make some tough decisions. We strongly support the other uh, housing initiatives, uh, particularly the workforce housing. Our request re relates to uh, a lack of affordable housing that's quite different. It, it overlaps health and human services. None of the beneficiaries of our housing will ever be able to go before the town council and say, we need your monies. We're out there speaking for the most vulnerable people in our community, people that may not know it today that a year from now they're going to be down in their luck. They're going to have a serious car accident. They're going to have a terrible illness. They're going to be abandoned by their spouse or abused by their spouse. And those are the people we're trying to represent today. And we're fortunately having a, a great reception from the audience we're talking to, whether it be other nonprofits who are out front seeing distressed families without housing, or our elected officials who realize that they're hearing every which way possible uh, the need that's in this community. Um, so we hope as the elected officials uh, do their tough job, and is a tough job. I mean, to, to, to be in government means nothing more than making decisions. We hope that as they slice up the pie and allocate those funds, we're, we're on that list. 
and we don't intend to do anything other than part, partner with them. Our goal from day one, and will be till this project's over, is to consider the town council and the commissioners as our partners. And we respect they've got to make some tough decisions, and they not may not be aligned with us on the dollar amount that we want. We don't know. But we do know they've made it loud and clear. They agree with the need, and they support our cause. The mission is hoping to open the family shelter by the spring of 2024. You can also hear an extended version of that conversation at 891khol.org.